0: To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Right with me now is Barry Soper, our political editor. Hi, Barry.
1: Yeah, good afternoon, Heather.
0: So, Barry, do we have any idea why this young woman who died in Palmerston North Hospital, the the young woman who was pregnant, why she died? What, what, What was it that caused them to delay admitting her to ICU?
1: Well, you know, that is the $64,000 question, and that's why they're having an inquiry into this. I mean, this woman uh, in her 20s, heavily pregnant, arrived at the hospital uh, early one morning in February this year. She had uh, apparently obvious signs of severe sepsis. Now, sepsis occurs when uh, chemicals released in the bloodstream Uh, they are released to fight an infection and they trigger inflammation throughout the body. Now, the symptoms include fever, difficulty breathing, low blood pressure, fast heart rate, and and mental confusion. Now, apparently she was showing signs. Sounds like something out of the third world. Uh, She went there early in the morning, wasn't admitted until uh, late at night uh, or later in the day and certainly early evening, and um, then died that night. Now, um, Jacinda Ardern, she was asked about it at her post-Cabinet news conference today, but quickly handed it on to the Associate Health Minister, Aisha, Aisha Viral, who was standing at the podium
2: with her today. Given the background and role of Dr Viral, I'll ask her to respond. Yeah, thank you. Clearly, it's a, a very tragic scenario for the for the families in, involved. Uh, maternal and child deaths are extremely rare in um, New Zealand and all of them are investigated. And to, um, I guess to answer your question, we really will have to see the result of the um, coroner and hospital's report into those, into those deaths, but it's absolutely an expectation they're all investigated.
1: Yeah, well, that's cold comfort, of course, to the family. Uh, Jacinda Ardern was again asked later in the news conference about it, but she said she was respecting the family's request for privacy.
0: So is there a suggestion that the reason that she wasn't admitted was because ICU was either too full or they didn't have enough staff?
1: Well, you know, Heather, you've got to almost draw that conclusion, don't you? When, uh, you know, we're repeatedly bombarded with stories along those lines. I mean, why would a pregnant woman be sitting uh, in a waiting room the whole day uh, whilst she was showing signs of being quite ill?
0: Yeah, too right. Okay, so I see the Prime Minister has endorsed uh, Paul Eagle. This is the first endorsement in the Wellington mayoral race, isn't it, from her?
1: Yeah, and it, and uh, I can't recall Prime Ministers in particular coming out and endorsing candidates. Um, you know, Leanne Dalzell, she uh, was the mayor in uh, Christchurch. She wasn't endorsed. Uh, Phil Goff always claimed that he was an independent, but of course he was a Labour mayor. Uh, but he was never endorsed by the Prime Minister. But this one, this Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern, she has endorsed um, Paul Eagle. And of course, uh, if he does win the mayoralty, it'll cost the taxpayer $1.2 million because he hasn't given up his attire seat, despite campaigning to replace Andy Foster as the mayor. Instead, he's um, taken leave from Parliament. Um, but if he does win, of course, a by-election will be needed. Now, um, uh, ahead of, and you pointed this out, Heather, ahead of the 2020 election, Paul Eagle denied claims that he would run for mayor and pledged not to trigger any by-election. Well, Jacinda Ardern says, of course, she does back Eagle, not surprising considering he's a Labour MP. Have a listen.
2: We're at a time now where we want to encourage everyone to get their voting papers through. It'll be clear to you um, who we're supporting. Of course, he's um, obviously someone that's well known to us as a member of our, our caucus. So no, nothing particular in the timing, other than the fact we really need people, of course, to engage in the election. We have seen trend relatively low until that final into that final period. It's hard to say where it will land, but I am worried, because you would, of course, want to see it a bit higher than it is now. But equally, at the same time, I mean, we're, so, we're reliant on postal uh, for local government, and yet postal, the way people are engaging uh, with postal information, uh, or as this, this in this case, decision making has changed and declined. So, I do think it's time for us to have to work with local government and say, from local government's perspective, what do you think will bring the greatest engagement with your voters?
1: See, I find that extraordinary, Heather, because I've had three years. The last turnout in 2019 was 4.2% of voters. Now, why wasn't something done in the intervening period? 42%?
0: 42%.
1: 4.2. Oh, sorry, 40.2%. Tomorrow, sorry, (laughs) 4.2. It wouldn't surprise me either, (laughs) really. But uh, look, tomorrow she says she'll be also formally endorsing Effeso Collins for the mayoralty in Auckland. Um, I just hope for these uh, uh, prospective
0: mayors it's not the kiss of death. Hold on. What? Did you say that she's endorsing Effeso Collins tomorrow?
1: Tomorrow,
0: yes. Oh, okay. That's so exciting. So she told us that uh, post cabinet
1: today.
0: Oh, Okay, Barry, thank you for that. Muchas gracias. Barry Soper. Don't know why I said that in that, but I don't know why I switched out of English there. It's weird, isn't it? Anyway, the sorry about that. The,